Peace, peace, peace. I am Phil Browntree. You are tuned into episode 14 of Hashtag You Good Man. Hold on real quick. Let me... I had to take a sip of my Diet Mountain Dew. You know, nothing gets the day started like lowering your sperm count by, by drinking Mountain Dew. Those who are under 30, y'all have no idea what I'm talking about. It used to be a, a, a myth that by drinking Mountain Dew, like it'll lower, lower a man's sperm count. So listen, since I, I don't intend on having any more kids, I probably need to be drinking this by the case load. <laughs> but no, this isn't what today's topic is about. Today's topic is, is social media and wellness. So I got this idea for this podcast because I was asked to guest lecture at Westchester University for a social media and, and social justice class. And so I was just like, well, what am I going to talk about and how can I make this relate to, to overall wellness, uh, especially with the of part of it being about about social justice. So it's just like, you know what, I'm just going to focus on the impact of social media and wellness, which undoubtedly impacts social justice and impacts how we see the world. And so what I'm doing now is I'm just going to give you an overview of what I discussed. I think it went, it went really, really well. People were really engaged about how social media impacts our wellness. I think we take for granted because we're so often on our phones uh, and, and looking at, you know, we have these different apps that we do to try to engage with people. I think we neglect the the feelings that that come with it and just the overall impact that it has on our wellness. So I just want to start off by just giving out some general information about mental health, which I've, I've done previously. And again, all of this is Googleable. I need to, again, you know, uh, trademark that word because Googleable is, is, is real because everything that you could ever want and need is on Google. So if I really wanted to look up and see if lowering the sperm count from drinking Mountain Dew at at 8 a.m. is a myth, Google won't tell me the answer, <laughs> right? So just some general information. One in four adults live with a diagnosable mental health condition. One in five children have a diagnosable mental health condition. Suicide is the third leading cause of death ages 10 to 24. Suicide rates for black children are twice that of white children. And so especially with the with the last statistic, uh, it's been a rise in suicide amongst black kids within the last 10 years. And it, it's been a rise overall, but especially in minority communities. And so the first thing that came to my mind was social media, the impact of social media, the the impact of, of cyberbullying and what have you. There's been numerous cases. There were cases in Cleveland. There were cases here in Philadelphia where children have committed suicide as a result of, of bullying, not just in-person bullying, but bullying over the internet. And so that gets to the first point. This isn't going to be a long episode. I actually like the little, little 15, 20 minute episodes because you know I got the gift of gab. So if I need to go for two hours, I could go for two hours. But I just like being you know clear and concise, with, especially with when I'm, when I'm trying to give uh, tangible and important information and statistics. So just the first aspect of, of mental wellness and the impact of social media on mental wellness. Listen, social media can become an addiction. It can become an addiction. And people are like, how? No, when we think about addiction, we might think about drugs, alcohol. We think about food. And it's just like, yes, those are addictions, too. We don't think about something that we have in our phone, in our hands, a piece of electronic can be can cause us to have an addictive nature. But think about the statistic. We check our smartphone 150 times per day, half being to update our statuses. 
right? You're thinking like, no, I don't don't touch my phone that much. But in reality, we do. I was sitting having a conversation with my friend and, you know, I was telling her like, listen, you know, in this day and age, you should never want to ask to hold somebody's phone, right? Let me let me see your phone. What kind of phone you have? Because listen, think about all the places that we take our phone. We're not just taking it outside. We're not just taking it to the gym where the gym is completely disgusting and dirty. We're taking it into the kitchen when we're cooking. We're, t- we're definitely taking it into the bathroom. Now, I'm going to call you a bold-faced liar. If you tell me you're not sitting there handling your business and your phone not on in your hand. Because, listen, that's a perfect time to just chill, relax, you know, excrete some, some, some waste. <laughs> Meanwhile, looking at you, again, looking at your statuses, playing a game. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. I take my phone in the shower with me. Listen, that was the worst thing Samson could have did was give me a waterproof phone. Man, I'm everywhere. I'd have been in the pool. I'm in the shower. I, I put it on my, my little my little stand in the shower. And I'm sitting there. I, I couldn't even picture taking a shower without having my phone within five feet of me. Because, again, we're so addicted to it. And so that impacts our wellness. It impacts our wellness to the point where in 2015, the Berg Facebook addiction scale came out. A scale to see how addicted we are to social media. Because it's real. It's definitely real. And so how does it impact our mental wellness? We talk about our ability to process and reason. Listen, when we're going on social media and, you know, we're we it's taken away our ability to think. I made a, a IG story about this yesterday where thoughtful, insightful conversation is like a thing of the past. It's not the norm anymore. We're giving quick responses. We're giving K's like K. While I was in the in the social media and social justice class, uh, the professor, Dr. Akbar, she informed me, she informed the class that some universities are doing away with the email system completely. Number one, because first off, people aren't responding to to emails. It's, it's so old school. Right. But also how people are typing, how people are responding. OK. OK, cool. We respond in this text lingo because at this point we've been conditioned to to respond to such because, again, we're so we're on our smartphone so much. Somebody better go get that dog. something. <laughs> that dog is wild and outside. Right. So but it, again, it impacts our ability to process and reason. So because we have to be so quick with it. Right. But being quick um, is, is something that usually results in us not giving full thought out information. And so we're, we're uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, we're responding with emotion, especially with Twitter. Listen, you have a certain amount of characters. You can only get out so much. Yes, does it help us be a little bit more clear and concise? Yes, but also lets us miss out on a lot of information. Also, diminished problem-solving skills. Listen, I've been in many of Facebook beefs, <laughs> many of Facebook beefs with topics that mean nothing to me about people who could care less. E.G., LeBron James. LeBron, could, he doesn't even know who Phil Roundtree is. But here I am sitting here arguing with people I know, or quote-unquote debating with people I know about his merits, about his accomplishments, 
right? And then, or we're talking about somebody like Kim K. I'm sitting here arguing the pros of, of why she went to go see Donald Trump and I'm getting such vitriol spit back at me. Again, shout out to Kim K and Donald Trump. Why? Because Alice Johnson was released. So it did show something. But again, what, what was my response to it? Listen, I don't, I don't got to deal with this. I'm either going to ignore it, which is a great thing, or I'm going to block you, which is a great thing. Because I don't want you impacting my wellness in any type of way. But conversely, when we look at it, listen, we, we can't sit and, and have a conversation and talk out what our issues are. That's problematic. But that's the state that we're in especially with social media and then especially with the administration. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll give people credit when credit is due. I have no problem with that. Shout out Donald Trump. But he's, he's definitely contributing to this influx of, of um, negative, unhealthy interactions that are taking place between people. And so, yeah, we're not solving problems the way we need to. We're avoiding or we're, we're responding with emotion and, and not in a, a rational way or a healthy way. And then listen, increase depression and anxiety. I hate the Explore page on Instagram. I hate it. Why? Because in the Explore page, first the Explore page, you're going to get everything that's popular right, right now. So what does that mean? You're going to get the, the woman with the banging body, right? Listen, I, I look, you know, I look like, dang, right? But I can only imagine how a woman who who isn't as voluptuous or who has body image issues, how they might view that individual. Right. Listen, I did bodybuilding for a long time. I've had abs. If, again, if you was in my IG story, I'm embracing my Kanye right now. Listen, I got the, the little big stomach. I'm content. I'm happy with myself and how I present to the world. But I've had abs, right? I've had muscles. <laughs> but when I go on there and I see that, I do. Sometimes I do like, man, I need a six pack. But then I quickly I have to stop that, that train of thought because I know where that could take me in particular. Where I am back to this individual who has body image issues. Yes, male can, males can have body image issues. We look at the people. Listen, they got the roly. Right. They got that. They got the rollie. Yeah? You know, I, mean, I ain't no meek. You know, I'm not meek. I know you talk about rollies all the time. You see the, the expensive cars. You get people like DJ Envy. You get people like Meek that say, oh, listen, you know, I post all this stuff to let the youth know that they could get it. Well, listen, if we're being realistic, man, we, if we're talking about stats, they're outliers. Because the studies show that the socioeconomic class that you're born into is usually the one that you die into. And so those like Meek, those who like DJ Envy, who who attain all this monetary wealth, they're outliers. Now, salute to them. And that doesn't mean that that I'm not going to stop trying to to make my first milli after I pay off student loans. Forget Sally May and now. But but the likelihood of me getting to that point Studies show the odds are against me, especially as a black man. But and then lastly, the likes. I'm like, dang, why that person get get four or five thousand likes? And I'm over here 
Listen, I'm happy to get a bean. I'm happy to get a hundred. You know, I feel I feel good about that. It's like, why does that impact me mentally, emotionally? Why is that is why is that impacting me? The people in Silicon Valley are geniuses because they actually did a study to show what symbols to put up that can invoke the most emotion out of somebody. And that's how they came up with the hearts. Again, some some trivia knowledge, if, if you wanted to know. But that doesn't validate us as people, the likes that we get. Because I know, listen, don't take some of my life. Sometimes I just I like people's stuff just because I feel bad that nobody else liked it. So I might double tap. And I hope that makes them feel good. But get it, then again, look at it. We double tap and stuff to make sure that somebody else feel good. Something wrong with that. And so how that affects us mentally is just to increase depression and anxiety. When we see others, listen, it's certain people that I don't follow. It's certain people I don't follow because I see them winning and I know, listen, it's not because I'm a hater. Well, all right, a small bit of it is a hater because I feel like everything in the world should be mine. And I think everybody else should feel that way too, right? But a little healthy hate is always good, healthy competition. But I don't need to see that because I know spiritually that'll permeate my spirit. And it'll have me feeling some type of way, have me questioning who I am and what my purpose is. Many people have sent me the, the what's his name, Kofi Agabu or, or something like that. He did an amazing uh, short video about mental health. And it was like, listen, I thank you guys. If you listen to this and you send it to me, I appreciate it. I'm not watching it, right? I'm not watching because I know myself. I know I'm not going to sit there and watch it. Yo, this is dope information being ta- given out, which I'm so glad he does because he, he has an amazing platform where he can reach way more people than I can at this time discussing the same matter, right? But I know some hints of jealousy going to come out. I'm a Scorpio, <laughs> right? I know what's going to come out, so I can't watch that. I was joking with a therapist friend of mine. He, I put it in my story that, you know, thank you to the people that sent it to me. I appreciate it because that means you're, you're thinking about me in a positive light. And that's always appreciated. But I said, him, I said, yo, I really wanted to send the Craig Robinson, I synced it meme. You know, like I saw it. You got to keep sending it to me, keep showing me where, where I'm not. But again, that's how social media plays this trick. And it's because it has us in this game of comparison, especially as black males. Hip hop did that to us first. Hip hop did made the, the comparison, us comparing and contrasting how dope we are. I'm better than you. This braggadociousness. Which is, again, detrimental to our wellness. And when I drop the book, that's definitely going to be in there. So, yeah, I don't need anything negatively impacting my depression and anxiety that I already have. I don't need an increase. And if you if you aren't afflicted by it. Be mindful of your social media uh, presence because it can impact you. So when we talk about emotional wellness and emotional wellness is basically how we feel our way through life, how we cope with situations. And so we look at social media, we look at it from a perspective of decreased motivation and optimism. 
Some people might see it and say, like, like Mika Envy say, yo, they might aspire to do this. Or some people, which I, I've been a quote unquote a victim of, damn, I'm questioning my worth. I'm questioning, you know, am I, am I making an effort? Am I making an a impact? Because I'm not doing what Kofi did. I'm not on the shade room. I'm not on, um, you know, CNN. I'm not on these different platforms. Not for a lack of effort. And it's just like, you know what? Nah, man. 300,000 people got podcasts, right? It was a period of time I'm like, just why why me? I got former homies, you know, people who I'm cool with. Yo, why you got a podcast? Everybody got a podcast these days. And it's just like, yeah, you know, sometimes it's just like, it, it does hit you. I'm human. And it's just like, yeah, why anybody want to hear from me? What's the importance of hearing from me? And so I take a, a six-month hiatus from doing something that I thoroughly enjoy. This is cathartic for me. I consider myself an intellectual. I'm not just, I'm not just getting on here, uh, just spewing out information or talking about the, the joke of the day, which is dope because that's needed too. People like that are needed. But this is needed too. And more importantly, I, I had to talk to my therapist about it. She said, Phil, you got to get back to doing the things that you love. And what's one of the things that I enjoy? This, this podcast. Somebody asked me, how many views do I get? Man, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I don't care. I don't care how many listens I get. I'm going to get mine off. I'm going to get these thoughts out into the world. I consider this like art. This might not be appreciated for 500 years from now. They might be like, whoo, this boy Phil Roundtree was one of the, one of the, the, the great thinkers, thinkers of his generation. He just couldn't be appreciated by his contemporaries. I don't think that, you know, I, listen, I love everybody and I, I don't care if anybody, you know, uh, cares or not. But then, but I do care. You know, I ain't gonna sit there and, and tell that boldface lie. But I know if I get one listen, if one person listens to this, then yeah, that's dope. Because one person took time out to listen to me. Phil from Mayfair. Right. Phil underscore quantify. Somebody took time out. So that's why I continue to do it. Decreased empathy. Listen, I'm sitting here. I, it's, I always tell the story. Me being on 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 Facebook and I see it's probably about two summers ago. And, you know, I see a Facebook live. You know, this guy from Chicago, he's enjoying himself with his phone in his hand doing a 360 and he gets killed. And I just keep swiping. Why? Because I've become so desensitized to violence and I'm starting to lack empathy for, for people, for situations, which is a result, a direct result of social media. I don't know if that was the intent, but this was the effect. Right. Even when we put in a post, I see people putting up posts about, you know, what they might be going through. And I'm a therapist. I think it's it's an outlet. Yes. It could be misused and abused. 
And I prefer you to get your, your beefs out. I prefer for you to get your, your unhappy, negative emotions out on social media instead of going in and pulling a case spade. God bless the dead. Who committed the act of suicide. So if you have to get it out in that way, listen, you got to do what you got to do. But now hopefully over time, we start to learn healthier ways to get out our emotions. I was just saying that the other day where, I'm, and I don't think I've said it to anybody, but I'm sitting there saying like, you know, somebody's missing, right? So somebody's missing. And I just keep scrolling. And then I had the nerve to think like, yo, when I see found, yo, I need a backstory. Somebody let me know what happened. What was their reasoning? You know what I mean? Because they... <laughs> Because me having to visually view that impacted me. So now I need to understand why. Why were you missing at 13 years of age, at nine years of age? Why didn't you go home from school? Because social media does a great job of enmeshing us in people's lives. But yet we're still so disconnected from one another. It's, a, it's an interesting, compelling dynamic. Enhanced feelings of inadequacy. Again, I talked that in, about that with the mental wellness aspect. We're inadequate. We see people. We're comparing and contrasting. I see speakers. I see people do, doing mental health advocacy work. Suicide prevention work. I consider them to be my, my, my good friends in this, in this effort. But again, I'm human. So I may feel inadequate. I may feel jealousy. Because I feel like everything should be mine. And so I have to stop myself. I have to work through. I have to think about those emotions and I have to work through them. I have to push through them. Nah, you can't just say F them. You can't just say that. I need to understand the root causes of this. Because we know social media, we're getting everybody's highlights, right? We're getting everybody's highlights. I don't know what's happening on the other side. I don't know how hard they worked to get to that point. All I see is what's being posted. And so we have to be mindful of that energy that's coming up as a result. We got to be mindful. We talk about physical wellness. I wake up. <laughs> I pick up my phone immediately. If I don't pick up my phone immediately, I'm going to feel, you know, a sense of restlessness, a sense of uneasiness. Why? Because as I talked about in mental wellness, that addiction component that's related to it. I took a week off from social media back in, in April. A week off. The first two days, I was like Pookie in New Jack City. Again, you got to be of a certain age to, to understand that reference. Where I was just like, boy, I wonder what's going on. Probably the same thing, everything. Because people post the same thing over and over again for the most part. But I'm sitting there like, whew, man. But after a while, I was free. My mind was clearer. I was able to have the most productive week that I had. And then when I got back to it, I felt like new to it. I felt like somebody who went in jail before the cell phone and came out. 
or somebody who went into to jail during the Jabot jean era, which were big, super big jeans, and they come out and now is everything a skinny stretch. And listen, I'm, I, I used to hate on the skinny stretch jeans. Thank Jesus. Thank Allah. Man, I could tie my sneaker now without having to lift up my foot and put it somewhere. That stretchy material, man, it, it's, it, does something, it does something to the spirit. It does something to the spirit. But again, we talk about that addiction component. It impacts our energy levels. Sometimes I get physically ill from having my phone in my hand so much. I play words with friends every day. It gets to a point sometimes I'm legit feeling physically ill. And it's just like, I can't play this anymore. Where I feel like I want to throw up. Or I see the same post, especially how the new algorithm go with social media. I love my guy, uh, my guy El Dorado, right? He put out content heavy. He good people. And if you definitely go check my man out. These Urban Times, he, he good folk, man. He good folk out here, one of the original uh, hustlers, you know, really out here just trying to leave his mark, just trying to make an imprint. Social media got his joints coming up from seven, eight days ago. And I'm just like, oh, my stomach is like legitimately hurting. Not because of him, but because I'm picking up my phone time and time again, seeing the same content. We talk about increased stress and we know with increased stress that impacts our cortisol levels, which directly impacts the rise of depression and anxiety. It's stressful. People think to see people do great or seeing people, quote unquote, do better than you isn't stressful. It definitely can be stressful. Again, it's about how, how you use it. I make the, the comparison to uh, the football coach who who you have one player who you can yell and scream at. And it's like, all right, coach, I got you. I'm out here. Then you, you need to. But he can't do that for everybody. For some people, they say, all right, come on, son. Listen, I know you have it in you. You can do it. He needs to be pushed that way. Right. Social media doesn't make that distinction. You have to. So, again, when I see dope people doing dope things, listen, I'm going to celebrate it. I'm going to throw you a, a, a black fist up. I'm going to throw up a hundred. I'm going to throw up the little dancing emoji. Because I'm genuinely happy for you. But conversely, my stress levels are rising. They're rising. Because I need to do more. I got to produce. I got to produce, produce, produce. Because we're transitioning into this age of. If you're going to thrive in business. Then you got to use social media. You got to push it out. You got to push that content out. And so, yeah, you got to monitor that. Decrease productivity. Some people might not call being on your on your phone multitasking and trying to do something else, but it is. You're trying to do multiple things at once. And what's the cliche line? Jack of all trades, master of none. That's what you do not want to be. And so, again, monitor your intake. There's amazing apps that exist. Samsung has one. It's called Thrive. 
where you can limit how often you're on your phone. I used it. <laughs> I limited it to about 25 times me being on my phone. By 8 a.m., I used up all my time and I couldn't access anything. You know, I was like, instead of, oh, okay, you know what? The next day, I'm going to be more mindful. Nah, let me get this app out of here. <laughs> you know? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not ready for that yet. Not yet. But again, it, it impacts our ability to be productive. And again, creating reinforcing body image issues. It may cause somebody to, to be bulimic or reinforce why they are bulimic or anorexic or self-conscious in general. So they may go through these extremes. Again, body image issues, especially for somebody like myself who was 300 pounds at one point. I still have the fat fill uh, esteem at times. And so, again, when I'm viewing these things, it's like, all right, you know what? Yeah, let me go on a diet. Let me go on a diet. I'm not trying to be on a diet for 25 years. I'm trying to be healthy for sure. But I'm not trying to diet for 25 years so I can have this six pack abs. I need to be healthy in my approach. And so we have to be mindful of that. And then lastly, how it impacts our spiritual wellness. It impacts our values and beliefs. I was, I was discussing yesterday, I was talking about the topic of strong friend. I'm not going to get too in, in depth with it. But somebody said, because I was talking about how uh, we need to get away from just using these terms of strong friend, which conversely means we have weak friends, and just get into the idea of checking in on people. Just because we love them and we're decent human beings. That's what should drive us. Because we want to, we want to, we want to, uh, what do they say in the Bible? Treat others as you want to be treated. And you have to be a receptive to that. You have to, you know, uh, listen, I might be considered, quote unquote, the strong friend. Why? Because I don't, I take in a lot of information from people, but I don't give much out. I have to be mindful of that. I have to embrace people checking on me because that means they care. And we need to just care more as a society. But somebody said, Phil, uh, don't you, you just used it the other day. And I'm like, considering myself an intellectual, that should be something that we do. We, we need to, to be able to, to challenge our thought process, challenge our beliefs. But not to the point where it, it negatively impacts our wellness. We shouldn't be on here doing things that we, we typically wouldn't do in real, quote unquote, real life. I hate that. Social media, not real life. Yes, the heck it is. Social media is real life. It's just an aspect of life. Right. So if I'm on here, if I'm cursing people out, F you, mother sucker and all this. That's social media is impacting my values and beliefs because people that know me know that I'm not a cursor like that. Now, don't get it twisted. I, I, I used to be, and I curse my out with the best of them. But we have to be mindful that it's not changing who we are or have us embellishing who we are. It has us questioning our purpose. Again, when you see, when you see people thriving, especially in the area that, that you're in, you're like, dang, 
why am I still doing this? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Being an entrepreneur is hard enough. It's hard enough without having to see your your peers making moves. So we have to be mindful of the impact that it's having on our on our spirit. Your purpose is your purpose and your journey is your journey. The people that I'm supposed to meet, I'm going to meet. I have no doubt about it. I'm going to continue to put in the effort and the work to meet these people and to interact and to get this message out here that I so strongly believe in. But again, that doesn't mean I don't get affected, that I'm not impacted. And lastly, we recognize decreased resilience. Decreased resilience. It impacts us. You can only take in so much without it impacting you, either positively or negatively. And so, so often, especially you see with our youth, that they're not as resilient because they don't have the skills necessary to cope in a healthy way. And so before I get out of here, listen, I I wanted to do 15 minutes, but listen, when I get going, I get going. I appreciate you for listening. I wanted to last. I just wanted to get in some recommendations. You must know yourself and how you fit into social media landscape. Yes, Janae, I'm going to give you some. I'm going to give you props. You know, you you gave me that recommendation. You know, Janae Johnson, she's a she's a dope person that I know. And, you know, as I was preparing for this this guest lecture, you know, where I was listening, I was nervous. But it's good to have a support system of people that, you know, who respect what you do and, and care. And I let her know, listen, I'm nervous. I don't know what to write. I don't want to just be have this whole negative, uh, a whole bunch of negative information. What more can I add? And she added that. We have to know ourselves and how we fit into the social media landscape. I know I cannot go on Twitter. Twitter makes my anxiety skyrocket. It makes it skyrocket. I can't do it. I can't keep up. I know me. I know what I can take, what I can't take. LinkedIn, I know I I probably need to be more active on there, but I just can't because I don't have a, a well enough grasp of balance with social media. So I stick to I stick to Instagram. I stick to Facebook where I can be more expressive with my thoughts. But again, you have to know yourself. And this goes into the next point. You have to take inventory of the of the impact social media is having on your wellness quad. If it's impacting you negatively, log off. And that was my last one, but I'm going to get back to that. If it's negatively impacting you, you need to recognize it. And it's hard to recognize. We can, we can barely recognize at times when we have unhealthy relationships, friendships. We try to justify why we're on there. Same is true of social media. Oh, you know what? I got to connect. It helps me stay connected with people. Yes, it does. It's great for that. It's great for business. But not at the expense of your wellness. Listen, I will block somebody in a heartbeat. People I know and talk to in real life, I do not follow on social media. I have no intent, intention because I might not like what they post. I could like you as a person and still not like what you post or agree with you. So I, if anything brings up an emotion, if I'm swiping and I see something, 
Like, yeah, all right. Why do I follow you? Oh, if I got to ask that question, why do I follow you? I'm hitting it quick. Unfollow. Block. Listen, I love seeing a beautiful woman. I do. But I can only take so much of your selfies. Right? I can only take so, so many of your selfies. Again, Craig Robinson, I synced it. I synced it already. So we got to be mindful and take inventory. This goes to the next point. Be cognizant of who and what you're following and posting. I just talked about that. Be mindful about the posting aspect as well. Sometimes I, I, I think a lot. And so I begin to write statuses a lot. Prime example, I, I wanted last night I was debating whether I was going to write a post. I had wrote the post about uh, about the college baseball player who's probably the best college pitcher uh, out there right now and how he went undrafted. And he went undrafted because at 16 years of age, he pled guilty to sexually assaulting a six year old family member. And so my question was, does rehabilitation work in the sexual abuse arena? Can sex offenders be rehabilitated? And so I knew what that might come with. And sometimes I'm down for the, for the, for the punches, the back and forth, the dialogue, and sometimes I'm not. And last night I was not. I was tired. I just ran like three miles. My body was weary. I just ate some pizza. I couldn't engage as I wanted, as much as I would like to. But we got to be mindful of that. We got to know self. And then... I talked about already. Recognize what platform works best for you. I'm not a Twitter or LinkedIn person. I'm an Instagram, Facebook person. You got to recognize what works for you. And last but not least, log off. Just log off. It's difficult, yes, but it's so worth it. That's the best way to protect your wellness. The people that you need to get in contact and need to have interactions with, they'll be in contact with you. The opportunities that's out there, business related and what have you, they won't be for you. Just log off. And so with that said, I'm logging off. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Hopefully you got some tangible information and, and got the, the importance of just being mindful, being mindful about your about your overall wellness and the impact that social media has on it. As always, you can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Please share. Please tell a friend. Please subscribe. Uh, I don't know what the numbers are, but I hear that you're supposed to say these things. So please subscribe. You can catch me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter uh, at P-H-I-L underscore Quadify, Q-U-A-D-E-F-Y. Uh, also have merch. Feel free to buy a This Is What Depression Looks Like, Black... Black Healing Matters paraphernalia on my website, which is drawing a blank, www.quantifyllc.net. I appreciate you guys. Peace.